One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hello. And today, we're going to discuss cheese puffs and Halloween. I'll be your guesser today, and Paige will be the researcher. Let's get rebutted. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Paige. How are you this spooky day? I'm great on this spooky day. In fact, there's a stoop sale outside my apartment, and I bought a big white sweater to use as part of my costume. A stoop sale? A stoop sale. Is that just like when people sell things off their stoop? Basically, like they set up some tables and a clothing rack outside the door. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a really big thing in this neighborhood. You would love it. I'm sure I would. But enough about stoop sales. We're going to talk about cheese puffs. Cheese puffs? Yeah. I love wow. cheese puffs. I know, okay. I know. So, we're never good with, like, time frames and adventures on this podcast. So, just give me a decade and a country of where you think cheese puffs were invented. Okay. Well, I think... They were invented somewhere in North America, whether it be the United States, Mexico, or Canada. Uh Uh-huh. And decade. I'm going to say this is sort of like a post-industrial type of food. So I'm going to say the 60s. Um, You got some of it right. Okay. Cheese puffs were invented sometime in the 1930s. Okay. By an American vendor. Did I say American vendor? I think so. <laughs> By an American inventor named Edward Wilson. Okay. That's a very American name. It is an extremely American name, especially for the 30s. Yeah. Do you know the story of how cheese puffs were invented? Like, do you know anything about it? Well, can I give an educated guess? Sure, go ahead. Okay. I think cheese puffs were invented as a form of basically there was excess corn waste and they needed something to do with it. And they found out by accident that if you put it under like heat and pressure, it'll puff out. So they made these little corn puffs and then somewhere along the way they started adding cheese powder. You're actually not too far off. (laughs) Um, You're right on it being like sort of an accident. And you're right about like the heat and pressure thing. So this isn't like a confirmed story, but according to Wikipedia, the legend has it that Edward Wilson was working at a company that produced animal feed. And he noticed that the flaking machine, like to flake all the feed and stuff so cows could eat it, would produce little strings of puff corn as runoff. Wilson took the runoff and he played around with it and added some seasoning until he landed on cheese puffs, like what we see today. Cool. Yeah. The company was called Flackall. And up until this point, it was just making food for cows out of corn. But it renamed itself to Adams Corporation and switched from making food for cows to food for people. Who's Adam? 
I don't know, actually. I was, assume it's like whoever the CEO of Flacco was. Like his last name was probably Adams or something. Mm. So you could say that Adams family makes cheese puffs. Oh, well, at least they used to. Happy Halloween! Um, There's a, like a little bit of dispute as to who got there first, though, because, again, this isn't confirmed. Meanwhile, a different company in Louisiana called Elmer Candy Company... <gasps> oh, what? <laughs> Elmer Candy Company? Do you know them? Not particularly, I'm just helping. Okay. <laughs> I know, this is riveting stuff. Also claims to have been the first company to have made cheese puffs, but they don't have, like, the Edward Wilson story to back them up on this. Hmm. Yeah, little shifty Elmer. Oh, Elmer. Oh, Elmer. What do you think My name's Elmer. (laughs) Again, very 1930s name. Do you get that reference, though? No. (laughs) Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna show it to you when we're done recording. What <laughs> does it have to do with like Looney Tunes or something? No, barely nope. up parents. Nope. nope, those are the only two Elmers that I know. My name's Elmer. What are you talking about? I'll show you. I'll show you. Okay. Anyway, um, what do you think cheese puffs were initially called? There's two um, variations. Corn wiggles. You're actually not that far off from one of them. Corn puffs. You got the corn part right. Corn uh alliteration. Come on. Corn pops? That's a cereal though. Yeah. Look at my finger. What is it doing? That's like the G spot curve. Curve is close. Cheese curl. Come on. Cheese Come on. curves. You, I said you got the corn part right. Oh yeah, yeah. I, meant, I meant corn, corn curls, corn, corn curls. Wow, you got it. But instead of a C, they're spelt with a K. Cute, yeah, cool, like cool kids. Yeah, I don't know why I'm yelling into my mic, but I'm yelling into my mic. Back up a bit, why don't you? The Elmer Candy Company had a version called Chewies. I hate it. I think it's kind of cute, actually. Uh, while we're on the subject of names, can you think of any other companies that make a puffcorn cheese snack? Planters used to. What were they called? Planters Cheese Puffs, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. They came in a can. Um, there's also Utz. I think Utz puts out a cheese puff. They do. And I, there's like some off-brand brands. Like there's a lot of stores that'll put out their own barrel of cheese puffs. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Even the ones that taste really bad, you kind of can't stop eating. There's just something about cheese puffs, man. Yeah. They do something to you. Mm. I think Doritos should put out a cheese puff. There's actually a thing about that. Doritos used to make puff Doritos. Uh, Yeah, I know that, but I want them to put out straight up cheese puffs flavored like nacho Doritos. I could see that. Yeah, Doritos 3D. Yeah, Doritos 3D. (laughs) Yeah. Back when 3D movies required those red and blue glasses. I never actually ended up having them ever. Whoa. Were, were they good? The glasses? No, oh, the, you mean the Doritos? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't really remember eating them. Like, I remember them being a thing. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I wore the glasses. It was a requirement in the early 2000s to wear those glasses at I'm, all times. I'm pretty sure every single child in the early 2000s saw the Spy Kids movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're not an early 2000s kid unless you saw all four of the Spy Kids movies. Were there four? I don't I'm know. not sure if there were at least two. I think there were three. I don't know about four. All seven of the Spy Kids movies. Yeah, after watching all seven Spy Kids movies, I would go home with the 3D glasses that I would steal, and then I would like draw with red and blue to try to like make my own 3D designs. And it does work. Yeah, I would watch all nine of the Spy Kids movies in one sitting, and then I would take the 3D glasses and put them in my Pokemon card binder. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? She's puffed. <laughs> She's puffed. Um, you left out a few notable ones in your listing. Wikipedia only has like the super notable ones, but they also have ones from different countries. Oh. And I will name them off to you now. Are any of them Lays? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the US, we have Cheetos, which I think Frito Lay owns. And Pirate's Booty. Oh, and were we counting Pirate's Booty as cheese puffs? Wikipedia counts them as cheese puffs. It's weird. Oh. Yeah. Um, there's also cheese doodles. Again, I didn't I wasn't considering those to be cheese puffs. Wikipedia says otherwise. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. But apparently not only does US have like a cheese doodle, but Scandinavia has a cheese doodle, and I found that very interesting. That is interesting. Iran actually has a cheese puff called She Toes, but it's spelt differently and it has a period in the middle of the word. Fun. Canada has cheesies. The UK has Watsits. Australia has twisties. South Africa has knickknacks. India has kirkery. And Japan has curl. 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 What's the difference between crunchy and puffy cheese puffs in like regard to how they're made? Um, so crunchy versus puffy. So I think crunchy would be typically fried. They're also usually a bit of a thinner shape, like a classic Cheeto versus a Cheetos puff. Um, and then of course, like the puffs, like cheese puffs, which apparently we're talking about more than just like the little ball cheese puffs, which is what I thought we were originally talking about only. Yeah, but no, we're full on curl, man. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize we were including, like, the whole spectrum of shapes. Um, Yeah, that changes things. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And so then, like, the puffy ones are heated under pressure and not necessarily fried. You got most of it right. It's a little more than just the frying. It's also about the specific preparation and the moisture, Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so for puffy cheese puffs, wet cornmeal is heated up to a boil, and what I can only describe as, it's like a combination tumbler and extruder, and I can only tell you that from looking at the patent. I don't, I couldn't find out what the machine was called, but the cornmeal comes out of the extruder as puffed cornmeal that can be seasoned and bagged. Okay. Yeah. For crunchy cheese puffs, in this case Cheetos, because that's all I could find, there's a few extra steps, but essentially the beginning part is the same thing, except they use like gritty cornmeal. When it puffs up, it causes it to be like that classic crunchy Cheeto shape. And then when they 
fry them, not only does it give the crunchy Cheetos a different flavor, but it keeps the moisture level down below 2%, which is how they stay crunchy. Crunch. Big crunch, yeah. Do you prefer crunchy or puffy? That's interesting because I was actually just about to ask you the same thing. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it was like on my mind. I was like ready to say it. Oh, well, you go first. You know, this is a really uncool answer, but it kind of depends on my mood. Like, I would say more often than not, I would choose puffy. But occasionally, I like a crunchy Cheeto, you know? That is a very uninteresting answer. I will say that I used to prefer crunchy, but as of very recently, now I prefer puffy. Because, you know, crunchy is a lot. It's a lot more fat. It's a lot more condensed. It's a lot of flavor all at once. Puffy, it's just, it's nice to not pass out after eating a bag of puffy, you know? I I get what you mean. Yeah. Time for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Frito-Lay's Cheetos. Not really, but how cool would that have been? If you want to sponsor our podcast, email us at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. Hello and welcome back. Hey, um, I would like a sponsor. Yeah, Cheetos. Sponsor us, (laughs) please. Cheetos. Frito-Lay is owned by PepsiCo. PepsiCo. We we did an episode on Coke versus Pepsi. We spoke praises of you. Sponsor us. PepsiCo, please sponsor us. Pepsi, email us. Let's talk about Halloween now. Halloween? Halloween? Hallow's Eve. No, don't talk about that yet. We've been over this. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna start all the way back and like work our way in with the cone method, okay? Yeah, and you live in Halloween Central of America. I do. I go to college in Beverly, Massachusetts, which is right next to Salem, which is where Yule witch trials were held. Even though it's pandemic, it's very crazy around here right now because there's a lot of tourists. Wear your masks. Wear your masks. Okay, so. So. Where does Halloween come from? Like, what country slash culture? Well, it's, it's pagan culture, right? Uh, it started in America, I want to say, or Britain. And it started because of witches. And they came out at night to howl at the moon. Okay. And they would have giant cauldrons full of candy. And... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back in ye old England. Yeah, in ye old England. They (laughs) they had lots of Reese's and Snickers in their cauldrons. Okay. And and if you misbehaved, they would throw you in the cauldron. And and yeah, that's Halloween. Okay. Took us a while, but it's finally time to rebut you. Uh, Halloween is a Celtic celebration. And the Celts lived in what is now Ireland, Northern France... And the UK, so you kind of got it right. Okay. And you tried to tell me about the origins of Halloween, but you got it wrong. Let's see. Okay, Halloween began as a Celtic celebration called Samhain. It took place as the summer harvest was ending and the harsh winter began. The Celtic New Year was November 1st, so this was also their New Year's Eve party. Oh. The Celts believed that on Samhain, 
the line between the living and the dead became blurred, so ghosts would return to Earth and mess with their crops and stuff. And the Celts also believed that ghosts made druids, or like a Celtic priest, super strong and way better at telling fortunes. So then the druids, who were all jacked up on ghost energy, would make these crazy big bonfires and people would dress up in costumes to scare off any more ghosts while tossing in some of their crops into the fire as a sacrifice to the gods. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I did mention costumes. What do you think they were dressed up as? Witches. Try again. Plague doctors. Try again. Goddesses. One more try. Hippies. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, they would wear the heads of dead animals and cloaks made of animal skin. Oh, that's pretty punk. Yeah, right? Or um, metal or something. It's very cool, and I'm very into it. You go, you little funky Celts. When and how do you think Samhain became Halloween? Like, literally calling it Halloween? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the late 1800s in America. Time to get rebutted. Okay. Um, so Samhain was strictly a Celtic thing until the Romans came in and ruined everything. Oh, those Romans. Those stinking Romans. They came, they conquered all the Celtic land. And because of this, Samhain got mulled in with a bunch of stupid Roman celebrations. One of these was called All Saints Day, which happened to take place a day after Samhain. So the English translation for it is All Saints Day, but in Middle English, it was called All Hallow, which literally translates to All Saints Day. Oh, Hallow, for you have hurt me. Very Shakespearean of you. Thank you. So because Samhain was a day before All Hallow, people began calling it All Hallow Eve, which eventually just got turned into Halloween. I see. Now, when did Halloween come to America? Halloween came to America in the 1800s. In the 1900s. No way. 1700s. Close enough. Halloween was literally a thing since colonial times, so like 16, 1700s. The northern colonies didn't really like Halloween because they were too Puritan for their own gosh darn good. Gosh darn. I didn't want to have to censor myself in editing. <laughs> um, yeah. The southern colonies liked it, though. Like Maryland and under, they were chill with Halloween. Now, how do you think Americans celebrated Halloween when, like, they initially got there because it was different from Europe. Well, if its origins are somewhat of a harvest celebration of sorts, yeah, I imagine that was probably sort of true here too. So I imagine there was corn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's probably corn, uh, maybe some maple leaves. Ooh, nice touch. Yeah. Uh, very, very, uh, season friendly perhaps you know some uh (laughs) you know maybe it's a little bit of a thanksgiving like a pre-thanksgiving party so maybe there was some pumpkin oh okay yeah you're not too far off so it was pretty standard for the first few years like how everyone celebrated in europe but i guess the thing is every country celebrated it slightly differently yeah, And with all of the different European countries coming to America, it kind of got blended into its own special celebration. 
and then add in like the Native American culture that influenced it. And it became like this big old harvest festival featuring parades and ghost stories and going door to door in costume asking for food and money. Huh. And again, this was only really in the South. The North didn't really come to accept Halloween until like a huge wave of Irish immigrants came to America after the potato famine. And they brought like a buttload of unavoidable Halloween spirit with them. So they kind of had to accept it. I'm all about that Halloween spirit. Yeah. And then like by the 1800s, the religious undertone of Halloween was completely gone. And it just became like a full-blown happy time celebration. Oh. Yeah. Why are jack-o'-lanterns associated with Halloween? There's a story behind it. Well, they probably thought that, like, the ghosts or the spirits would come through the pumpkins. And so they, like, humanized them, gave them, like, human-like traits so that they could uh, communicate whatever message was coming through. You're on the right track. Um, In order to fully understand the meaning of jack-o'-lanterns, I have to tell you the tale of Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. (laughs) Stingy Jack. That sounds a little uh, anti-Semitic. I promise you it's not. I promise you it's like a strictly Celtic thing. Oh. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. Tell me about Stingy Jack. So this is an Irish legend. The short version of the story is that Stingy Jack managed to keep tricking the devil over and over again into not taking his soul. And when Stingy Jack finally died, God wouldn't let him into heaven because he was too much of an a-hole. And the devil couldn't allow him into hell because he wasn't supposed to touch his soul because of like the deal they had. So Stingy Jack got cast into endless darkness or something, but the devil gave him a burning coal so he could see around in the darkness. It was too hot to hold, so Jack put the burning coal into a carved-out turnip, and then his new nickname after that became Jack the Lantern, but it got turned into Jack-o'-lantern. And that is very wholesome. Yeah, and Jack-o'-lanterns were believed to ward off evil spirits. Okay. Yeah, so, like, you were on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. My guess didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Jack used a turnip. I love that. What other vegetables do you think they used to carve faces into? In America specifically? Just in general. And like, why did we switch to pumpkins? Again, this is a very like geographic question. So like what vegetables they used would kind of depend on where in the world you were. But um, I would say in addition to turnips, um, carrots. Okay. Parsnip. Ooh. Watermelon. Maybe. What's in Ireland that they have a lot of? Potatoes? Yeah. Okay. Um, Rutabaga? (laughs) Okay. Kohlrabi? Ooh. Celery root? All right. And other such gourds. Okay. Well, I don't know about the other ones, but I can tell you that they did use potatoes. Okay. But why do you think we switched to pumpkins? This has to do with the whole potato famine thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't think pumpkins were in Ireland at that point. Well, remember what I was talking about when, like, the whole immigration thing happened? Oh, so we're back in America now. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I guess we switched over to pumpkins partially because it's a New World food. And they were available, like, um, like gourds are very much a, an American continental thing. 
so that's probably part of it. And then they were probably like, I don't know, maybe eating the seeds and stuff because if they were hungry, like, like famine days, pumpkins are a source of food. So like scoop out all the stuff and then you can eat it. Also, perhaps the pumpkins were seen as a sign of good luck that could bring in a bigger crop. Um, yeah, for the most part, it's like you said, it's strictly availability, but also like when the Irish came to America and they wanted to make their jack-o'-lanterns, they found the pumpkin. They were like, oh, this is way easier to carve into than a turnip. So they just switched to using pumpkins. Yeah. Turnips are not hollow like pumpkins. Right. Um, We're almost to the end of the episode. I have one little fun fact slash question for you. Okay. So Americans eat a lot of candy. Yeah. What percentage of candy do you think is consumed during Halloween? Like of the annual consumption of candy? Um, well, okay. So in American culture, there are several big candy holidays, right? There's yeah. Halloween, Valentine's Day. Those are the two big ones. But then there's also Christmas, I guess. And Easter. Yeah, and Easter. Okay, so let's say those are the big four. I would say Halloween accounts for 30% of annual candy consumption. You're really close, actually. A quarter of all of the candy in America is like consumed roughly around slash for Halloween. Yeah. Americans really like candy. Who doesn't love candy? I know some people who don't like candy. But there's just so many different kinds of candy that to say a blanket statement, like, I don't like candy. Like, how cool do you think you are? I've met people who just say they don't like candy. And my God, do they have such long sticks shoved up their butt? Like, it is hard for them to walk. You don't even know. It's probably because they're secretly pixie sticks, but they don't want you to know that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, well, that's all I have. (laughs) Glad we could end on that note. Okay. (laughs) You can find us on social media at Research Rebut on Twitter and Research Rebuttal Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. Frito-Lay slash PepsiCo, please sponsor us. Yeah. And email us, what's your favorite candy? Yeah, what's your favorite candy? What are you going to be for Halloween? Do you prefer puffy or crunchy cheese puffs? Yeah, be the first person ever to email us. (laughs) Don't admit that. We've gotten tens of emails. Don't We've listen to her. Tens of emails. <laughs> All of them are from Google. None oh. of them from Frito Lay. I know. Come on, Frito Lay. What are you even doing, Frito Lay? Give us your money, please. Please. Okay, that about does it. Bye. Bye. Cheese. 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 Puffs. 